This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday morning, August the 30th, 2022. Oh, yeah, a little bit of rain last night. Cloudy today. It was really hot and humid yesterday. Woo! 88 degrees. But hey, what do you expect? It's the dog days of summer, right? All right, hey, listen, if you haven't... uh, Subscribe yet to the podcast, run over to AffirmAmerica.com. You can drop your email address in there. We'll shoot out an email once the episode comes out. All right, let's get started. These are your top five headlines for this Tuesday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Corrine Jean-Pierre says Biden not briefed on documents taken from Mar-a-Lago. From the National Review. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Monday that President Joe Biden has not been briefed on what national security problems the materials seized from Trump's Mar-a-Lago residents possibly pose. When it comes to national security questions and even classified materials, this is just something that we don't speak to, Jean-Pierre said Monday during a press briefing. This is just something that we are not informed on. This is something that is independence of the Department of Justice. As it relates to the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, we are not involved, we are not briefed, we are not aware. So I think uh, what uh, Jean-Pierre is saying here is that all these departments are briefing Joe Biden on all these issues, but he just doesn't remember. Because if if Jean-Pierre thinks that uh, this level of unprecedented invasion of a former president's private residence wasn't wasn't brought up to uh, Joe Biden before it was uh, enacted really thinks we're stupid because there's no way that that level of invasion on a former president would not be mentioned to the president of the United States but maybe it was it's just that he didn't remember and he doesn't he's not cognitive enough to uh realize that that's what happened. So that's probably really the true story behind what uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre is talking about. All right, headline number four, Penn Wharton, Biden's loan forgiveness could cost in excess of $1 trillion. Just the news, the largest potential cost driver Penn Wharton identified is the Biden administration's new income-driven repayment plan, which includes capping monthly student loan payments at 5% of a borrower's discretionary income, and reforming the repayment guidelines to guarantee that no borrower who makes about the annual equivalent of a $15 minimum wage will have to make monthly loan payments. Debt cancellation alone will cost the United States up to $519 billion, Wharton found in an analysis published Friday. Loan forbearance, which allows borrowers to temporarily stop paying, will cost an estimated $16 billion. The income-driven repayment plan will initially cost $70 billion. However, specific details have yet to be released, and the price may significantly go higher. From the Daily Mail, Joe Biden was warned by the Treasury Secretary and his wife 
not to cancel student debt, but pressed ahead regardless on the urging of Kamala Harris, it has been claimed. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen argued that with inflation around a 40-year high, the cancellation of student loans could free up consumer spending and drive inflation higher. I mean, Joe Biden is just going to destroy our economy if he remains in office much longer. And if we can't put some checks and balances on this um, foolish man that just does not understand. And also this foolish uh, vice president who pushed him to go forward with this idea. It's really going to backfire on him in the midterms. Any, any Democrats, any Republicans that understand that this was really just a giveaway to a, a very specific group of people. It's not for everybody, and they're putting the entire burden on the taxpayers. So it may sound good to a very small sliver of his uh, base, but in reality, it's going to end up costing all of us an incredible amount of pain and suffering far beyond those loan debts in higher inflation, higher taxes. And if it doesn't crash the economy before then, where we go into either a deep depression or some stagnation, then it's just uh, not a good idea. And we have to uh, remember that here in the next two months as the midterms come. We have to close the loop. We have to shut down these radical leftists that have no idea what they're doing. Joe Biden is completely out of touch. He's being pushed by probably 30-year-old radicals in his office that are just as ignorant and dumb as anybody else. Just remember that. Let's uh, keep our eye on the ball. Midterms are right around the corner. All right, headline number three, Russia's oil output booms. From the Wall Street Journal, Russia pumps almost as much oil into the global market as it did before its invasion of Ukraine. With oil prices up, Moscow is also making more money. Demand from some of the world's largest economies has given Russian President Vladimir Putin the upper hand in the energy battle that shadows the war in Ukraine and has confounded the West's bid to cripple Russia's economy with sanctions. Oil revenue more than makes up the difference. Russia is swimming in cash, said Elena Rabakova, deputy chief economist at the Institute of International Finance. Daily Caller. The current price of oil is around $100 a barrel, which is $31 higher than its price a year ago due to elevated demand, allowing Russia to heavily profit from its sales. Here's another completely obtuse, ignorant policy by the Democratic-controlled Senate and Congress and the presidency. The fact that uh, Russia is booming in oil production and money, which is supporting the Ukraine war, which we're sending money over to try to stop the Ukrainian war and support the Ukrainians. And at home, we're suffering with high energy costs. So think about that for a second, would you? I mean, what's up with that? We still need oil and gas. We should just be producing those items. Number one, it's going to reduce Russia's stranglehold on Ukraine because they don't have the cash. And at the same time, we're still buying oil from these other foreign countries that are our adversaries, like Iran and Iraq and Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. These guys are not thinking. Their policies are ideological. They're, in, they're out of touch with reality. They're lacking 
truth, logic, and common sense, it's got to end. Otherwise, it's just going to continue the suffering for the American people. Debt is becoming very high. Inflation is getting out of control. Let's think about that coming up here in the next two months. Elections are very close. We need to put a stop to it. It's completely absurd. All right, headline number two. DOJ's review of seized Mar-a-Lago documents already complete. The DOJ could possibly halt Trump's efforts to appoint a special master to preside over the taken documents. Fox News, the Justice Department announced in a court filing Monday that they already reviewed documents seized from former President Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. They have identified a limited set of documents that could include information protected by attorney-client privilege. From the Washington Post, the filing says prosecutors will provide more information later this week, but it notes that even before the judge's weekend ruling, the filter team had identified a limited set of materials that potentially contain attorney-client privileged information, completed its review of those materials, and is in the process of following the procedures spelled out in the search warrant to handle any privileged disputes. The filing says prosecutors will provide more information later this week, but it notes that even before the judge's weekend ruling, the filter team had identified a limited set of materials that potentially contain attorney-client privileged information, completed its review of those materials, and is in the process of following the procedures spelled out in the search warrant to handle any privileged disputes. Okay, so we got the uh, affidavit, which was highly redacted, which means they covered up a lot of the information and now we have, uh, we have the DOJ now being the arbitrators of what exactly is, you know, attorney-client privilege and what isn't, which means that there could be bias, they could be hiding things, so that's why you bring in somebody else that's a non-biased party, a third party like a special master. And so what are they hiding? I mean, if they're so concerned about being transparent and truthful, they would welcome a special master. But, of course, they don't want to do that because, obviously, they're very biased. Obviously, they're trying to hide something. It's just the same old, same old stuff to try to get Trump to try to nail him for something. And it's just going to backfire in their face. Sorry. You know, we've seen this story before. It's played out many times. And it's really pretty sad. And at some point, the entire DOJ and the FBI is going to have to be completely stripped and restructured. All right, headline number one. Presidential palace in Baghdad overrun. U.S. embassy evacuated by helicopter. From the post-millennial, it was reported on Monday that the presidential palace in Baghdad, Iraq, was breached and that the U.S. embassy was reportedly evacuated. There were reports of U.S. embassy employees seen leaving the embassy and evacuating the green zone via helicopter. Muqtada al-Sadar announced on Monday that he was leaving politics, spurning Shiites to riot and breach the presidential palace. Al-Sadar is their biggest potential leader in Iraq and once led militias during the war. I hereby announce my final withdrawal, al-Sadar said. Benny Johnson breaking U.S. embassy employees being evacuated from the roof in Baghdad. This is the new normal under Biden. Okay, so elections have consequences. This is what we have with uh, Joe Biden's White House, his administration. His foreign policy is in shambles. He's weak. He's overrun by dictators and bad actors. Iraq is just one of many. Afghanistan. We have uh, a number of issues with Taiwan and China. 
the invasion of Taiwan by China. This is what a weak president gets. And we're seeing that around the world, when America is weak, then there's lots of chaos, breakdown, wars. Last I heard, 30 people died in a gunfight in Baghdad over, overnight last night. And this is the Biden administration. Joe Biden's always been on the wrong side of history. He's an illegitimate president. We'll find that out eventually. Again, midterms, 2024, can't come quick enough. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hey, have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.